0: You're listening to SCGA off the hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina golf association. Here are your hosts, Alan Knight and Biff Lathrop.
1: Hey, and welcome back to SCGA off the hosel, the official podcast of the South Carolina golf association. I'm Alan Knight joined by Biff Lathrop. Biff, how are you?
2: I'm doing great. I'm doing good. Got a first half of August done now and ready to take on the second half.
1: Give me that stat you just gave me before we started recording. So, yeah, we just
2: had a staff meeting on yesterday, and I realized that in 17 days from the end of July till just last week, we've run nine separate golf tournaments in 17 days between the Amateurs and the Junior Golf Association.
1: That's crazy.
2: It's unbelievable. And again, a testament to my staff and our staff and how good they are and just hunkering down and literally... Unloading, reloading, and going to the next event this time of year. So they've done a wonderful
1: job. Thank you to everybody that's involved for that. And those aren't one-day tournaments necessarily either. They're multi-day.
2: tournaments. Yeah, I mean, you, we're you know we're going to go through some of the results here, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, we've had a couple one-day USGA qualifiers, but you know those are part of the that's that's a two that's two days because you got to set up the day prior and run the event. So, um, but since we last got together, a uh, you know we culminated in the in the ending of our amateur championship uh, up there at Mushgrove Mill. And just an amazing story. You know, we, you and I got together during the championship and did the, the podcast from last episode and uh, with all the former champions that came together. It ended up a rain delay. Rain delay. Biff was in the house, and uh, but we got it done. And uh, one of the individuals we interviewed that day, former champion, well, Dern, if you didn't do it again, 33 years later, Yeah. Todd White took the top spot at the State Am Championship at Musgrove Mills with rounds of 68, 69, 69, 72, a total of 278, and a, and a, and a um, excuse me, 218. Two I wrote it down on 218, and a, and a one-shot victory over Rafe Reynolds.
1: Yep, uh, and kind of came from behind. Rafe was leading. Boy.
2: Yep, yeah, He had just a solid round. Rafe had a little bit of a tough day that final round. I was, I was with him and watching it, but, you know, Todd – Todd's just steady. I mean, he, yeah. he wasn't going to make a big mistake. And, uh, you know, he, we got around there. And, and if you know, you and I did that thing during the rain delay. And if they didn't uh, they didn't get finished just in time before we would have been washed out the rest of the afternoon. I mean, that's how close it was to getting done right. that day. So congratulations to Todd, the 1990 champion at Camden Country Club, uh, 2023 champion at, at Musgrove Mill. I, I don't know of any other sport of major championship as such that's been won with 33 years in, in between uh, I can't think of one either he's a senior he's 55 years old we got to come up with a yeah. new exemption for him
1: yeah so we'll keep talking because he's on a roll well it?
2: yeah so we we got done there on that Sunday and and rolled down back down to Country Club of Lexington for the U.S. Senior Am qualifier where we had three spots available and well guess who medaled right at the Country Club of Lexington Todd White um, shot a 69, won, won by two shots, meddled by two shots there at the country club. But also uh, Buddy Patch from South Carolina got a spot, and our friend Walter Todd, uh, newest Hall of Fame member, um, went got in and, and uh, got nice. a shot at 71. So, yeah, it's uh, exciting for them. Todd was on a roll, obviously. Uh, so he's going to be heading out to California to represent the South Carolina Golf Association out there in the U.S. Senior Am Qualifier. I know. He'll represent well, too. The next day, the juniors – uh, took all the gear and they went down to the Country Club of Charleston and started the Beth Daniel Jr. Azalea. Yeah. Uh, started the August the 8th that Tuesday and um, man, just what a great place. Uh, looking forward next year our amateur championships going to be at the Country Club of Charleston. Yeah. We're going to move the Beth Daniel Jr. Azalea over to, to uh, Daniel Island during that week afterwards. So nice. we're excited to be down there. So it got me, got me kind of excited to come to go down there and see all those kids playing and, and they did a great job and, and got everything done for three days and uh, girls, thirteen and eighteen year old division. Miss Mary Miller from Savannah, Georgia, had a two shot win over Madison Messimer out of Myrtle Beach. Uh, uh, Mary shot a total of two twelve. And then in the boys in thirteen, Jack Cressor, which you've heard his name before, he won the Grant Bennett. Yes. At Florence, uh, young Jack has been on a tear here. Hey, listen, he opened this round. He shot. Score 64 for his opening round at, at Charleston. Wow. 64-67-72 for a two-shot win. So. Yeah, he was dialed in. He's dialed in. Yeah. He's dialed in. He's a good, good kid uh, out, out of Bluffton. Uh, obviously got a good career in front of him. So, yeah. uh, They got done with that tournament on Thursday. The juniors did and split up. And Half the crowd went up to Paris Mountain in Greenville area. And the other half went right down the road to Seabrook to run our All-Stars events, oh, the yeah. North and South All-Star events from our chapter series throughout the summer. Uh, Alan, there's so many deserving winners from each category in there. I want to ask our listeners, if you get a chance, go to scjga.org and go look at the results for those those two events, the All-Stars events. Uh, a yeah. lot of young people uh, played good for two days and had a good weekend. And uh, weather cooperated for everyone, so that was nice. But uh, if you get a chance, go check out all the winners in their particular
1: categories. Absolutely.
2: Um, Man, you know, we get done with that, uh, the All-Stars, and then we had a a U.S. Mid-Am qualifier. uh, First of two that we do, U.S. Mid-Am qualifier, was up at Carolina Country Club on August 14th. Uh And um, you're not going to believe this, (laughs) but guess who medaled at Carolina Country Club after winning the amateur championship, after meddling at the U.S. Senior Am... He goes to medals at Carolina Country Club. Mr. Todd White mm-hmm. by two shots, shot a sixty-eight <laughs> to take one of the three spots there at Carolina Country
1: Club. And he's gonna be your official August player of the year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, play, I mean, he, I mean gosh
2: mighty, what a what a role this man is on. Pretty good, as he says, pretty good for an old teacher. Yeah. Um but yeah. uh yeah, he's gonna go up to Sleepy Hollow in, in New York and, and and represent us at the US Mid Am Championship. Wow. Um he got one of the three spots that were available there. The other two went to some folks out of South Carolina. Yep uh so yeah i mean what what a what a run what a run by todd white uh, congratulations to him yeah um you and i discussed it we'll probably have him on one of these podcasts here before long it's gonna have to be gotta be right yeah. hall of famer i mean just doing what he's doing right now at his age is unbelievable so. biff
1: and i were texting about that we said we kind of we got to go todd white you know why he's hot and he uh, deservingly so and Biff pointed out we got to wait till class is over. We've got to wait until four teacher. o'clock,
2: until after yeah. class and coaching, whatever else he's got going on. But so, yeah, like I mentioned, we're uh, getting ready to gear up for the for the rest of the August season here. Um, as this episode comes out, we were just finished up our mid-AM four balls. It's going to be at Florence Country Club on August the 19th and 20th. Got a full field. Um, looking forward to a good two days there at Flowtown. And then uh, we roll that next Thursday. We roll up to Camden for the U.S., the second qualifier, the U.S. mid-AM qualifier. Um, Todd White cannot meddle at this one because he can't play in only but one, so he won't be playing in this particular qualifier. <laughs> uh, so everybody's got a chance. Yeah. And then uh, that weekend we go uh, to Santee Cooper for the Senior Better Ball Championship at Santee Cooper there in Santee,
1: South Carolina. That's always a great event.
2: Yep, yep, Good event. Uh, so we're we're looking forward to to getting that done and then rolling into September. Then we'll be into football season and all kinds of good things. And uh, for for all of our listeners out there, for the next next episode of off the hosel we've got a very very interesting off the hosel for you mr alex hamilton who's our new senior uh director of our junior golf foundation alex started with us back in november uh a former amateur champion at columbia country club back in the day
1: yeah probably former a lot of things especially with a junior career. Yeah, you know? yeah.
2: Alex has been through it a lot. He talked about coming full circle, you know, and we're, we're excited to have him on board with us. He's done a great job getting out there and introducing himself and getting acclimated to what we do and, and is here for the right reasons. So uh, we, we hope everybody enjoys the listen and enjoys hearing a little bit from Alex Hamilton.
0: Together, the South Carolina Golf Association, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, and the South Carolina Junior Golf Foundation strive to promote, preserve, and grow the game of golf in South Carolina. Through a combined effort, each association and the foundation work to support amateur golf, junior golf, and grow the games initiatives throughout the state of South Carolina. Be sure to follow all three organizations on our social media handles for the latest and greatest updates and news. The My SCGA app is also a great way for all members to post scores, follow live scoring at SCGA Major Championships, and stay updated on all things SCGA. To follow live scoring of the SCJGA events, download the SCJGA app.
1: We are... Joined now by the last man to receive a blue jacket for winning the state amateur. We tossed it after that. That tradition ended. Mr. Alex Hamilton, how are you?
3: I got a pretty good idea why. I almost <laughs> died wearing it. Uh, it was hot. It, it was, was hot, hot that day. Yeah. It was pretty hot. We're yeah.
2: going to get to the rest of it here in a little bit, but uh, that was a 2004 hot August Columbia Country yeah. Club day. Yeah. We'll get to the rest of that later. So
1: good having you here with us. Thank you, Alex, for Happy joining us. Happy to be us. here. So I'm going to guess your father, Jimmy, is the one who got you into golf?
3: That is a really good guess. What, what age? Um, I mean, birth, you, birth. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was about to say, do. You remember, I mean, came out, you know, came out swinging a golf club more or less. Yep. Uh, my grand, I mean, my dad, my dad's dad, my grandfather, all played golf. Uh, grew up playing golf with all of them. Some of my best memories are playing. My first real golf memories, probably actually with my grandfather. Honestly, right now. Um, in Aiken. It, yeah, in Aiken at, at Palmetto. Yeah. There's a little. I guess you'd call it a ditch, ravine, whatever it is on seventeen at Palmetto. It's probably only fifty yards wide, but I hit—I remember being really little and hit, hit a three iron over it with my grandfather there, right, um, onto the green at seventeen. And that's—that's that's, uh, a big deal. How's a big deal? Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it probably went hundred yards, but you know, <laughs> but still, it was, yeah, it was a big deal though. But you
2: talk about Jimmy. I mean, G- Jimmy's been a part of the South Carolina Golf Association. And I remember for, forever. Your father, obviously, and, and oh yeah, you know, our pictorial collection on our walls at mm-hmm. the SCGA office. You can go through that Palmetto Cup pictures. Oh, yeah. And, and, yep. and there, there's Jimmy back. That was back in the day before they even matched up with shirts and
3: stuff. <laughs> right, right. He's <laughs> just come and play Just golf. show up yeah. and – yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, my, uh, my dad grew up playing competitive golf, played at South Carolina. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 68 to 72. Mm. Um, so, he's been playing part of the state. I remember stories of him telling state amp stories against Hap and yep, Bubba yep. Tower right, and right. Gus and all those guys. So, it's uh, – You yeah, grew been, up in it. Grew up in it. Grew up in – in this, the, and and and
2: you grew up in in Aiken, correct? That's where you. That's where your family's. Yeah,
3: I was technically born in Augusta. Uh, we, but, yeah. <laughs> we had that same story. I, I grew oh, up yeah. in North
2: Augusta, but I had to. They had to go to Augusta to have me. So right. technically, oh, ugh, yeah. it pains Georgia. me to say it. I was only a Georgia kid for one day. Though, I hear you. And they I hear let you. me go back.
3: I was there a little bit longer. I was born about a month and a half early. Oh, okay, and and so had some. ICU, I guess it's a neonatal unit stuff. Yep. And, right. so, I, so I was in Augusta for a little bit longer, but uh, yeah.
2: But you lived in Aiken. Grew up in Aiken. Palmetto Golf
3: Club. Grew up at Hounds Lake, or living at Hounds Lake and playing out at Palmetto, and then kind of when Woodside was built, my parents moved over there in seventh grade. I was been about twelve or so, and so then spent a lot of time, more time at Woodside yeah. at, at that point. But then yeah, grew up at, out of Palmetto and in Aiken. Now
2: what a area to grow up in. To be a junior golfer with the kids and the people and the names. I mean, Aiken's synonymous for for golf down there, especially during those days.
3: And we had no – I mean, I don't want to say you have no idea, but you only know what you know, right? Uh, (laughs) That's true. I mean, growing up, seeing Brennan King, Tom Wyatt, Eric Ledford, I don't want to leave anybody out, but, you know, Anna Clary, O'Brien Cunning. Sewell. Sewell. Seawol, Yeah, David mm-hmm. Uh They did disappear for Anderson for a little bit of that, but yep, yeah. But yep. uh, but Sewell's, um obviously Jackie taught me how to play golf. There's a picture of me swinging the wrong way. I'm acting like I'm left-handed, and he's trying to show a backswing, and I'm going this way. <laughs> really? Uh, on the Woodside Range. Yeah, I mean, clearly I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I mean, I was a little guy. Right. Um, but yeah, Seawall family, I mean, it, we're just surrounded by great, great, great golf and just I mean, that, and that's not to mention my contemporaries yeah. of uh, Dane Burkhart, Kevin Kisner, obviously, yeah. um, Joel McElhaney, state junior champion, um, Patrick Cunning, Brian's little brother. Uh, you know, I just don't want to leave anybody out. That uh, is a uh, good. Matt Hendricks, yeah. Walker Cupper, yeah. um, All American Walker Cupper. I mean, it's an incredible. I didn't realize uh, all those came out of that. Oh, age. dude, you go through that eight yeah. and, in like an eight year period. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was, it's amazing. incredible. Man. It really is
2: incredible. And I, and I, I grew up with the Sewell family when they were in Anderson, and then when they made the transition to Aiken, and I, I got a—I I would hope that Jackie Sewell was a big part of a lot of that because I mean he, he came in and, and it created his normal junior
3: legacy. Down Absolutely, there. Jackie. I mean, if you had to say a driving factor, it probably was Jackie. Right. I mean, he had such a passion for junior golf, such a passion for just the game of golf and just a a welcoming attitude. I mean, it was just a it was a really cool time to be there. You you felt like you could I don't wanna speak for the parents, but the parents probably felt like they could just put their kid out there and they were taken care of they were welcoming they were all all inclusive it was it, it was a really cool spot and, to be
2: and they did i mean jackie would literally load up a van or a station wagon or whatever and <laughs> jam as many kids as he could get in there and not not go across town they would go to myrtle beach i mean and, and parents would just leave their kids with the Seawolves for days
3: oh yeah he i mean that was kind of an annual thing the, yeah at first it was the wyatts and the Seawolves, and, and the numbers and when tom kind of moved on the wyatts kind of moved on as well but they would take us to we went with them to, to Myrtlewood for tournaments, to Myrtle Beach. It was a whole <laughs> big thing. Like they, they took they it, it was a, you weren't just supposed to play junior golf at the club, right? You were supposed to play junior golf around. I mean everywhere. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
2: Your junior career, uh, you played a lot of junior golf. Obviously, mm-hmm. we just talked about that. Any, a lot of success in junior golf as, as a junior, Some of your junior events, either locally or nation nationwide.
3: It took me a while to be honest. Yeah. I, I compared to some others. Um, I remember my dad telling me on the way back from I think it was Myrtlewood. Um, I hadn't had the exactly the best summer, hadn't made a cut, hadn't broken eighty. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he 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 point blank told me it's like you know there's other things we can do with these resources that right. we're spending on golf if <laughs> if you're not gonna be competitive and and uh, I, I kind of spent that winter actually a lot with Patrick Cunning mm-hmm. uh, working on short game. We just doing games, but just having fun. Right. But uh, something clicked, and, and that next that next year, uh, going into my high school career, uh, played a lot better. Yeah, so it was fun.
2: I think one of the coolest pictures. You, and Alan, you've been around it, and Alex, you've seen it now too. But um, you know the, the the original picture the four Picard. Yes. <laughs> uh, when we had Mister Picard, Mister Four there together, and all the players were surrounding them, and there's young Alex Hamilton in that picture.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Now that I forgot Alex was in that picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was in Emmett that Emmett Turner. Picture. Yeah,
2: Emma Turner, Craig also. Jones, yeah, amateur, um, amateur, yeah. yeah, yeah. I
3: mean, it's it, it's a pretty cool picture. Pretty yeah, cool. there was future amateur champions, a of right. multiple. And I, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool.
2: So did you have a you had a great high school career, successful
3: in high school, and, and yeah. Uh, I mean, you always want to do better. Sure. Right? I, I, I mean, that's the whole point of playing. You always kind of look back and see what you missed or, or, or see what you could have done. Um, but yeah, I, I won the Southern Cross was two time all state our team did great we had some really good teams obviously kevin me matt hendricks dane burkhart you're talking division 2 national champion obviously kevin's yeah. incredible yeah. present right. cupper and and multiple time winner they were all in one y'all were all in one team yeah we're all on one high school public team that's crazy um you know dane shot 59 to win the palmetto am was division 2 national champion kevin obviously all of his millions of accolades matt hendricks walker cup and all american I was, you know, I played at South Carolina and, I, and all SEC. But yeah, back to high school. Yeah, won the Southern Cross. Um, I think I may have won one other tournament. I can't remember. But Southern Cross obviously meant a lot being a, a Palmetto member yeah. and, and growing up there and just the history of that event. Um, yeah, so it's fun.
2: What? Uh, so getting through your high school and your junior golf, and you ended up going to the University of South Carolina. following your dad's footsteps. Who, I did. Who recruited you, yep. Puggy
3: or Bill? Puggy. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I played all four years for Puggy. Gotcha. Uh, Bill came in, I think maybe one more season of Puggy, and then Bill came in. Okay. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, but was, there's kind of a funny story about that. So I qualified for the U.S. junior. Me, Brian Duncan, Kevin Kisner were out in Oregon. And up until that point, Puggy was not recruiting me. This would have been summer of my going into my senior year. So yeah. recruiting was different. It's crunch right? time. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but Bill, But Puggy was not recruiting me. And we're in. The hotel out at the US Junior. I'm staying with Kevin. Obviously, we're kids. We're teenagers. We're playing jokes on each other and stuff. Right. The phone rings in the hotel room. Yeah. And Kevin answers it says, It's Puggy Blackman to me for you. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, sure.
1: Right, right. Yep.
3: <laughs> so I hang up on it. Wow. Yep. I said, Thanks, Brian, and hung up. Oh, wow. Wow. And. Kevin's face when I looked up was like white and that's what I realized <laughs> <laughs> it actually was buggy Wow! <laughs> and thankfully he called back and, did. and you okay. know, we had a good conversation and, and things progressed from there but uh, yeah, yes so was a it, rough start it was it was a rough start to my Man. recruitment process that's for sure uh, but it actually came down to really close between Jay Sewell who was at Augusta State at the time I think Emmett had already committed there. Emmett was a good friend of mine to yeah. uh, have the opportunity to play with Emmett, play for Jay, knowing the Seawell family. Um, it, w- it was a tough decision. Now I was
1: about to say, it is tough for you not to go to it, a – It was tough. Yeah. Uh,
3: at the end of the day, heartstrings won out. Yeah. Um, I grew up a Gamecock fan. Right. grew up going to every Carolina football game. Yeah. The first football game I missed was playing for the golf team. <laughs> uh, home game. You know. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. How was a Puggy
2: – was a good coach and did, did had a good experience. We, we keep Puggy's names come up a lot with yeah. a lot of our guests that we've yeah. had here. So he had a, had a good experience there. And did he was he a hands on as far as your golf swing or was he more mental or
3: It depends. Kind of? uh, I definitely could be. Uh, Puggy has taught a lot of players. Very active in the teaching game. Yeah. Um, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, great coach. We had some pretty solid teams. Um, we. I remember we, we won one tournament. Uh, Oklahoma State, Clemson, everybody was there. I think it was, it was the Mercedes Benz down to Jacksonville. I think it's now called. I can't remember, but it's down to Jacksonville, a, a, and we ended up winning by like 25 shots. Wow! And, uh, we had a great a great run. Uh, Jake Thompson was another South yeah. yeah. on that team. Yeah. Michael Manis, obviously Michael and I played together yeah. for three years. Uh, you know, we had some good teams. That's a good yeah. time. Yeah. So,
1: there was a young man. That's when I worked at Columbia Country Club. There was a young man from Sweden maybe on your team? Yep. Robert Svensson. He, yeah, he was. He would always come in the golf shop and ask, hello, I'm – and just a super – most nice way you could ask, do you mind if mm-hmm. I practice today? And oh, I was I like, absolutely, man. You go for it every time. was on. no-
3: a Norwegian named Eric.
1: It was Eric. Blonde-haired dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Robert would not have been as
3: nice. Okay. It was <laughs> Eric. Dude. It was Eric. <laughs>
2: Where did – y'all play now? Y'all, y'all play Columbia Country Club, University Club? Yeah, yeah we played pretty much everywhere in the
3: yeah. – in the our, our home course was the University Club, Cobblestone now. Right. No, that's where we played in practice, where our locker room was. But we played Wood Creek, Columbia, Windermere. Yeah. I mean, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Got around. Got around, yeah. Who
1: was your roommate back then?
3: Ooh, uh, I lived with a few different people. Okay. <laughs> My freshman year, I lived with Matt Giffen, a guy named Jonathan Jackson from North Carolina – and West Strybe from Atlanta. Okay. And then uh, after that, lived with uh, Johan Koch from South Africa, who is now in Nashville as a, as a, as a PGA pro. Oh, wow. Played a couple of PGA championships. Good player. Nice. Great player. Uh, good guy. Yeah. Um, David Kite. Yep. Uh, yeah, I uh, forgot David, David was there. A, a he was a two, coach, wasn't he? He was a coach for a while. He he was player, a then coach? He was a player and then assistant at – College of Charleston for yeah, a while. that's right. Um, I think he's now back into the ministry. Oh, and, good for him. And yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah. Great guy. Um, and a guy named James Morrison, who was only there for a hot minute, but he's actually a European tour winner from England. Cool. Um, those were kind of my roommates when I was there. Interesting. Yeah. Now, now, dude, very different, very widespread. <laughs> group. Yeah,
1: for
2: sure. Yeah. International. You were, diverse.
3: International. You were yeah.
1: diverse before diversity was cool. <laughs> 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 I guess.
2: <laughs> so during your time there... You were there until? Would you graduate? 05?
3: Yeah, yeah, one to 05.
2: 0105. Yeah, so that's during that time there. That's when you won the
3: amateur championship. That's when I won the amateur. Yeah, that was uh, 04. I was going into my senior year. There had been a long run of – I guess Bill had won the previous year at Chanticleer, yep. but before that had been a long run of Clemson yes. guys. Yes, yes. so it was it – was, gosh, I can't even remember how many years it has been since the Gamecock had won that thing. But well, you, go ahead.
2: No, I was just going to say I, I remember it because the year Bill Bill won at Greenville, it was the first amateur championship I had run as a director, tournament mm-hmm. director. Yep. <clears> mm-hmm. So, obviously, this was the second in 2004.
1: hmm
2: And I remember how hard that golf course
1: was.
3: Yes. It was hard. It was it, hard. It was very hard. It was firm. It was fast. I I'm still to this day. I mean, I, I was fortunate to play some pretty high level golf in, some, in a few different places, and I, that's the fastest greens we've ever played yeah. in my life.
2: They, they, <laughs> they were incredible. Jeff Cannell was the superintendent, and uh, they had gotten. We 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 had another superintendent had been playing in the event and had been coming out there stipping the greens and telling people. And I finally told him I said stop stipping the greens and telling people what these things are rolling. And I remember, I remember specifically on Saturday afternoon, I had to ask Jeff. I said, "We've got to put a little bit of water on these yeah. things. They were starting to turn white." Oh yeah, right. They, they were.
3: You th- There was no color.
2: Yeah, yeah. And and to tell you how good Alex played, he he, he shot he shot two eighty two.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He's the only person under par.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He won by six. Wow. I mean, it was it was an, it was an incredible feat for four days what you pulled off out of there.
3: That was a lot of fun. Uh, to tell you how fast that golf course was playing, I remember the second round, one of the few shots I really, really remember. Second round, I guess it's 18, 17, 16, 15, par 5, yeah. slight dog leg right. I hook it left in the trees. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot of much. And best thing I can do is kind of try to rope hook something out of the trees. And in my mind, I'm thinking it's going to be 70, 80 yards short. Yeah. I hit this low hook thing, hit it pretty solid, but it probably only flew a fifth of the way to the golf, to the green. Yeah. And it rolled 160 <laughs> yards uphill, <laughs> right into yeah. the middle of the green and two putted for birdie. Wow. And it, I mean, that thing should have stayed on a. If we go out there right now and I hit that shot, I'm going to have a 60, 70, 80 yard shot in. It I, was, I remember it was crazy. That,
2: the par 3, 14. We, 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 we played it all the way back, which is like two 2.40, I think, we had on, on mm-hmm. the Saturday after yeah. we made the cut. Yeah. We mm-hmm. put it back there. I remember Jeff Cannell sitting on the – he and I were on the back of that green, and we watched the first three wood come into that green, and it hit, and it bounced 20 yards over the green, and Jeff looked at me and smiled, and we fist bumped this <laughs> We got what
3: we looked for, baby. <laughs> well, It couple, was fun, though. It was fun. I was, I mean, obviously, it was fun for me. Yeah.
1: I was working at Columbia during that amateur, and it was in the final pairing, the final group, and I don't remember if it was you – or Stephen Bull. But one of y'all made the best up and downs I've ever seen on that hole. Was that you? Do you remember? On the par three? Four, uh, 14, the long par it would have three. It had to
3: been me because Stephen May birdie hit it like okay. six to eight feet. <laughs> but no, I don't remember what I made, that's but I remember, you remember the that. shot that he hit, and well, I remember what he made. No, you, you hit the best chip I've ever seen
1: in my – it was a final pairing. And yeah. I was like, man, that's probably the best shot I've ever seen. Do you remember who finished second
2: in that amateur? A Columbia Country Club member. Can you nail it? Tied for second. Tied for second, it. yes. Yeah.
1: One of the Hart Twins? Nope. nope. Not Dupree? Nope. nope. No, I don't know. Double D, David Dargan. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, David. I should have <laughs> known that. I think it was Robert. It uh, was. No, it, it was – I'm going to say David. I think it was David. Yeah. But Anyways. going back to that yeah. year, yeah. I was the golf shop attendant. I was yeah. working that Sunday afternoon, and you were – the hoopla had kind of gone over, and you still had your blue jacket on, and you were, you had to spend about $500 in <laughs> the golf shop. And this is the first time you and I met, interacted, and I just remember thinking – how grounded you were. You could have been had a swole head. You just wanted to stay amateur. But you were just kind of chilling in the golf shop, shooting the breeze with me, and uh, I just I appreciate you. And, and I always thought you were a great
3: guy ever since then. He yeah. was just
2: as excited that he could take that wool jacket off that he right. had yeah. put on during the turf of your presentation. Yeah.
3: Now, now, you talk about an up and down. Yes. The one that I thought was – the one I remember is 17. Okay. So it had gotten down to – it ended up winning by six, but it had gotten down to I think I birdied 18 but it had gotten down to maybe three right? with two to play. And I hit it short right in the bunker on 17, and the pin was just on top of the ridge, which would have been, from my angle, having to go up the ridge and then stop it right. on how Dead. firm and fast the greens were was a pretty tough shot. Right. And I'm in the bunker, and Stephen had it 15 feet just in the fringe, but had a really relatively makeable shot, Yeah. putt shot. I can't remember if he chipped it or putted it. But I hit it like... A foot, yeah, and that was—I remember that being. You
1: kind of knew it was done then.
3: I did, and that talk about having a little bit of a swell head. <laughs> that bunker <laughs> shot—I was like, that—that that was good, right, right there. <laughs> right. Well, now you can
1: appreciate good. I mean, that's
3: yeah. That was that one's. I mean, even to this day, if I'm in a, a tricky situation in a bunker, I, I try to tell my kids through my coaching career ha, have a good memory bank, right, of, of something you did under pressure right. that, that can kind of make you feel good about what you're capable of doing, and. If I'm in a tricky situation in a bunker, I still think of that bunker shot from 2004. That's as, awesome. That's kind of my my memory bank for that shot.
1: Yeah. So yeah, you you talked about coaching. We want to get there too. Um,
3: well, let's get through your professional status first kay.
2: because you graduated yeah. in 05 and you went you can't turned professional.
3: I played I played the rest of the summer amateur. I wasn't a hundred percent sure what I wanted to do. Uh, I had some good success. I finished. Second in the Eastern Am, second in the Rice Planters. Uh, obviously, won the State Am. Ha- had some pretty good success, but but hadn't done. I was on. I was only All SEC. I, I hadn't done what some of my contemporaries done. I wasn't All American like Kevin. wasn't All American like Matt. Um, hadn't done what a, a, a few of my friends and, and and colleagues had done. Bill Haas, Brent yeah. Um So I, I kind of stayed stayed amateur for the rest of that summer. Fortunately, because of my career, I, I was able to play in kind of that elite amateur series of stuff: Northeast Dam, Sunny Hana, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, but played well that summer. Finished top five Northeast Dam, which is a good week. Um, continued to kind of feel like my game was my game was progressing. So I actually turned pro in the fall okay. of, of after I graduated. I, I, my first professional event was Q School. How was that experience? <laughs> uh you know, Q School's an interesting animal. Uh, obviously, everything is riding on it. it. It's kind of a make or break for your entire next year, every single year. Uh, I, I won't say I enjoyed it, but I, I, I appreciated the opportunity it, it gave me. So um, I, I would say my only regret was going into my first one, which was, which was fine. But I went to, in Athens, Jennings Mill. A Jennings Mill and looking at the historical scores of that place if you shot under par more or less four under or better you had a pretty good chance at that time right. of moving on and I went down and thought I played pretty good and it's kind of an eye opening experience I guess in a way I went down thought I played okay shot 70-70 70-70 for four rounds which was eight under par yeah. and, and went home and oh, missed wow. Wow. And, and so that was kind of a of a realization of don't get caught up in and what you think you need to shoot, yeah. just go out there and shoot the best you can every day. Play yeah. the best you can every day, and, and that's the best shot you got. Because, you know, you go out there with a target in mind, and, and if whatever, I don't know, maybe it was just playing easy that year, was softer, right, whatever right. the conditions were. I, I don't know. I wasn't at the other events. But um, to to go out there with what you thought was a target in mind, and I think the number ended up being 10 under to get through. Yeah. So. Yeah, so,
1: so you pre- you prepped for four hundred, <laughs> doubled that, and doubled still, it, yeah, and went home. Right. <laughs> right,
3: Thanks for coming. Yeah.
2: So your professional career, a lot of the a lot of the yeah. mini tours, a lot of that stuff. Yep. You were out there for seven years.
3: Yeah, I played through. Two thousand, so I turned pro, I guess, in fall of two thousand five, and then quit playing in maybe the end of twelve yeah. or so, twelve yeah. or yeah, yeah, I 12. think that's about right. Yeah. Did it, um,
2: much success, just a lot of traveling. A lot yeah, of...
3: so it was. I actually felt like I did okay for that at times. Um, won my second start on a mini tour. Um, I guess you call it my third start with my first being Q school. So won my third third start at, at Rock Hill Country Club. Ooh, that's a good uh, win. It was. It, it was fun. It yeah. was fun. Um, actually, birdied I think the last three holes to win by one. Nice. So it was. It, it was a good week. Um, Lost in a playoff the next week, I think to Tommy Tolls. I think that's right. Huh. Um, so it was, you know, had some good success early. Continued to play well. Uh, I think I ended up. I got through Q school in '09, maybe down in Florida, and all. It was actually a great week at finals. Uh, I wish I'd have played better. Then I might, you know, you never know what yeah. would have happened at that point, but. We all rented a house together. Me, Scott Brown, Kevin Kisner, uh Scott Feaster, who was my teammate in college, caddied for me. Um, we had a, a house down there in West Palm Beach, and we had a, a we had a good week. It was fun. I bet. It, I it bet. sounds like a
2: good week. Yeah, that's a good crowd to rent a house with. It was a good crowd. It was a good crowd. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, well, uh, 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 there was I uh, was there too. Ganey stayed with again. us too. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well,
2: what what made you, what what finally made you decide to, to try something else?
3: Hmm. It's a great question. I, I would say it started with I Monday qualified for my second PGA Tour event down in Sea Island, Georgia. At that time it was called the McGladry yeah. Classic. Yeah. It was the first year of that event. I felt pretty good about that. and Most of those tour guys, other than the ones that lived there, had never played that golf course. I'd played it through SECs. I think I'd finished – fourth, lost by one, one year at SEC's down there, Uh, so I knew the golf course very well, I'd played all four of my years down there, I'd I'd been fortunate enough to play at SEC's all four years and so very comfortable and familiar with the golf course, got in and was playing pretty well through three rounds, through 17 holes of the third round I was two or three back of the lead in 10th place roughly, ninth or 10th place and Next day, went out there and played okay. Made a couple of loose swings. I think I shot 71 or 72, which is one over, two over par, something like that, the the final round. Ended up finishing 33rd. Mm-hmm. Fell back like 25 spots or yeah. so, wow. roughly. Um, that was kind of me going, man, I just played really, really <laughs> well for, for a long stretch of time. Right. And, and, yeah, there were some things I could have tidied up here and there, a couple of pieces, but – Holy hell! <laughs> yeah, right. right. <laughs> that was that was um, you know that that was start of me. I don't want to say, but then it, it just gets it gets to be a grind at, yep. a, at yes. some point. Yep. Um, the practice becomes harder, and when the practice becomes harder, it's it's time to hang it up. Yep. Uh, it's just the way I looked at it was was when it was still a game and I was still having fun and every day I woke up and I enjoyed going to the golf course and wanted to be there all day. You know, I could have done it for forever. But when it right. started becoming uh, finding excuses not to go to the golf course and yeah. things to do to not go to the golf course, then that's probably time to start doing something were the
2: Were the financial pressures there? I mean, I, I got to imagine it's got to come into play somewhat. Yeah, right? a little
3: bit. Um, I, I was pretty lucky. I huh. I, 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 tend to do, I tended to do pretty well on huh. the mini tours. Um, I, I won't say I'd, I did not go into debt playing professional golf well, that's so what we're in right there right, right right so uh a little bit of it but but it, it, it was more about the just kind of where I felt I was in my in my life more than it was money
2: what um you were able to stay in golf because you have to you kind of retired from professional golf uh assistant at, at Mercer is that right was right that the first so one
3: that was so I actually had a real job a minute
2: oh oh that's right you or were pharmaceutical you, sales or something weren't you I was a
3: yeah I, I was a medical sales rep for a company called Dynasplint which is a medical device for rehab helps range of motion and stuff like that uh, went through all of their training was doing fairly well yeah. with what we were doing I, I, I had a couple doctors signed on to use our product full-time for knee replacements, which was a pretty good get for us in the upstate uh, but really hated not being around <laughs> golf so that, that was kind of when the, the door opened. A, a friend of mine had been at Mercer as their assistant, went to North Florida. Um, actually, I take that a, a step back. My first interview for coaching was at South Florida with Chris Malloy. Brennan Webb, who's now the head coach at Tennessee, got me an interview with Chris. Um, I did not get the job. He hired an alumni of, of, of the program, which is pretty understandable. Right, Get it. But he set me up with Steve Bradley when his opening came available. So when my friend left to go to North Florida, I got an interview at Mercer, started down there in January of, I think it was 13, and and was only there for one semester. Right, it wasn't Because long. Don Hill, who was the assistant for Bill McDonald at South Carolina, Don moved to be the head coach at Elon. Right. I stepped in at South Carolina over a pretty interesting interview, never got a formal interview, never went to Columbia. <laughs> At all, all right, please share how'd that happen? Bill calls me out of the blue. I'd, I'd submitted my resume. We talked a couple times on the phone. Um, I wasn't sure what he was thinking. There's obviously it's an SEC job, big time job. South Carolina had some really good players at that time. You know, Matt Neesmith was there, uh, Caleb Sturgeon, Will Murphy. I mean, Will Stark had a had yeah. a really strong team. Right. So I'm sure he had a, a lot of interest. I don't know. We didn't talk about who the other people were, but I had submitted my resume and you know we had talked one time on the phone and he just calls me out of the blue and says hey I'm going to Cartersville Country Club to play with Blaine Woodruff who's now the coach at Chattanooga um, and, and was a recruit at the time I guess and was a player on the team at the time okay player on the team he was struggling a little bit with some things and and uh, uh, Scott Hamilton was working with Blaine and Bill was working with Scott and Blaine to try to fix some things in his golf swing and so he's like can you drive up from making and meet me at Cartersville Country Club I was like yeah sure so I'd I actually had worked with Scott Hamilton for a while when I was playing professionally. So I, I knew Cartersville, knew Scott and, right. and knew all that. So I, I go up there, spend some time with them. And then we ended up playing and on about, I want to say it was about 14. He, he was just like, "Serious? come on. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So that was that. Yeah, That was the interview process was playing golf with Bill at, at, at Cartersville country club.
2: Now, and, and this is going to lead to my next question. Did you get married during that time? As, as, I did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because I think you know where I'm going with this. Because your next position yep. was as the head coach at South Alabama. South Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. Did you talk to your wife about that before you did that?
3: I did not. Yep. There so, all right. Back up a minute. Um, got married in July of 2011. So, before I'd ever, I, I, I was still playing. Um, so, we got married. I was living in Greenville at the time. Uh, had the Dinah Splint job. I left my wife, who was working for either she was still working for Irwin Penland in downtown Greenville, or she had started working for NAI, NAI Earl Furman as a, as a real estate uh, marketing person. But she had a job in Greenville. We had a house in Greer. I left and lived in a dorm in Macon. <laughs> okay. So that's, 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 I left her in Greenville. Wow. And, and I lived in Macon in a dorm with a strength and conditioning coach. <laughs> as a 30 year old. I can't see that happening. That's just, wanting to be in golf right now. Yes, that's, that's wanting to be in golf. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So that, so then circle back forward. We get to Columbia. She moves to Columbia. Obviously she moves to Columbia with me. Right. This is in Greenville. Got them back together. Yeah, we got them back together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're back together yeah. finally. Um, after about four or five months apart. And then, kind of apart. Um, yeah. And then, so, team does pretty well at South Carolina. We have a lot of success. Uh, Kind of a crazy story. I don't think it's. I think it's okay to share it. Bill would be fine with me sharing it. We're sitting out of the national championship in Oregon, and the South Alabama job comes open. And I got to be honest, I didn't want to leave. I, I didn't <laughs> yeah. have any desire to go anywhere else. I love Bill. Love the program. Love right. the kids. Love the trajectory where, where we're going. Had some good kids coming in. Ryan Hall, Scott Stevens. um yeah. You know, had some. Uh, will Miles had some really good players coming right. in, and and so we were pretty. Jamie Wilson. I'm trying not to leave anybody out. Yeah, so, yeah. so we don't have, uh, we have a pretty good situation going, and we end up making match play that week out in Eugene, Oregon. And Bill and I kind of came up with this idea: of I'm going to, I'm going to interview for this job, and we're going to get me a promotion at South Carolina, and gotcha. we're all going to be, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. doing better. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Yeah. So I go down to South Alabama interview. I mean, I got to be honest. I I thought I did well at the interview. Yeah. But I didn't think they thought I did well at the interview. Right. They didn't take me out to dinner. They didn't hang out with me. They were just like, "Hey, thanks for coming." Right. Send us your receipt for dinner. Y'all oh, go have a good night. Okay. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So let's call. You know, let's. I, I I call the next morning. That was a Friday. Um, we went and spent some time. We have some friends down in South Alabama area. Um, and we spent the next day with them on the water just having you know just relaxing having a good time sunday i call bill on my way home and i'm like hey we need to call ray before they start offering this job to somebody else let's say it went okay and let's get this ball rolling right right bill calls ray (laughs) there was a super regional game i believe in town at the time obviously i have no idea who they were playing yeah but there was a super regional game in town so ray talks to Bill, Ray calls me. I'm in the car with my wife, we haven't talked about anything, because we didn't think it was gonna happen, we thought we were just driving home. Right? Right. Um, and the AD down there had told me they weren't gonna offer the job until the middle of the next week, so I thought we still had a few days to talk. So Ray calls me, I talked to Ray, Ray says, South Alabama's a great job. <laughs> if you have the opportunity to go down there, I think it'd be good for your career if you take it. Wow. Huh. And it's kind of cryptic like that. He's like, he's like, I I don't have long, got this regional game or or super regional game, but I think if the job is yours, I think you should take it. And I'm like, Hmm, that didn't work. (laughs) 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 I'm like, okay. Uh, and and I, and I get off the phone and I look at Kristen and I go, "I, I don't know what's about to happen. But I think we're in an interesting spot. Yep. And it wasn't five minutes later before Dr. Erdman, Joel Erdman, calls me and offers me the job. Huh. Nice. And he knew. Ray obviously knew. Right. And I, I, that was that. I, I took the job. Yeah. a yeah. you.
1: Yeah. And so you stayed there for? One year. One year. Yep. Yeah. And then did you go to Wofford?
3: Then went to Wofford. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so – very grateful for South Alabama. The Jags are a great program. they got a great team. Uh, wonderful, wonderful location. Great school. Beautiful campus. They're a really good program. Uh, ben Hannon was the coach before me. Ben Hannon is now the coach now. He had moved into administration. Okay. He had a similar uh, come uh, realization as I did when I was doing Dino Splint sales. He realized that even though he thought he, w- he thought he could do the administration thing, that he was really a, a, coach. a coach, right? Yeah. And so it kind of was fortuitous timing some of this stuff. But, but so I'm I'm down there in the fall, and Vic Lipscomb calls me and says, "Hey Bo, um, I'm hanging it up at the end of the year. I'd, I'd I'd love for you to take the job." Right. I'm like Vic, I appreciate it. If I was still at South Carolina, we definitely talk. Yeah. But I'm at South Alabama. I've been here for a month and a half. <laughs> like, right. like I'm not leaving. Yeah. Like I'm not leaving. Um, he calls me again. He calls me again. William McGirt calls me. <laughs> yeah. And in the meantime, our house had been struck by lightning. Yeah. Um, we had a few other things happen down there. Uh, and we end up at Walford. We end up at Walford. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. We end up at Walford. Yeah, you had to do a successful career at Walford yeah yeah I, I love Walford. obviously we still live in Spartanburg yep. uh, we're making that commute work uh, as often as we can yeah um, we love the community love the school beautiful campus again great education Richard Johnson's a, a, a great AD uh, the school's very supportive it, it, it was a lot of fun lot and of fun.
2: then from Walford, you took a development tour rep job with Oh, yeah, I Callaway? forgot about that. I
3: did. I've done a lot of things. We, yeah. We yeah. Kept, damn. It, it, yeah. I forgot about Well <laughs> <Right.
2: laughs> and, and 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 yeah. that's what it was. And you had a great great relationship, and, and and well respected within the Callaway community. But getting to work with players, getting getting to yeah. stay kind of you know work with these young people coming through in the Callaway brand, and, and, and right. And
0: yeah. So,
3: COVID obviously took a little bit of the sales out of college athletics for a while. Right. Um, had the opportunity, it's kind of a funny story, I actually called, so so I, I didn't even know the job was posted, the, this Callaway tour rep job. I was happy at Walford, loved Walford. Uh, my assistant at the time was a guy named Heath Bradley, who now is a Strixon sales yeah, rep, yeah. does a great job. He's a great, great guy, new dad. Hannah was my SID for a while, his wife. So, so the Bradleys are are good friends of ours and good people. Yeah. Um, he had somewhat kind of started to move into this Strixon position and, and move on a little bit. But before that had happened, this Callaway thing comes on, and he's like, "Hey, there's this job. There's a couple of qualifications on here that I'm not sure my resume quite fits. There's some things they're looking for. Would you mind calling Mike Sposa, who I've known for a while, and asking him and seeing?" So I call Mike, and I, and I talked to Mike for a while. We've known each other for, like i like said for a good bit of time, yeah. and. After talking to him for, I don't know, 30 minutes or so, I start going, that's a pretty cool <laughs> gig. Yeah, right? That's a pretty cool thing. You uh, mean I'd get to travel around all these tournaments and hand out free clubs? Yeah. Right. That's Everybody loves cool. to see you every, coming up. Right, yeah, <laughs> it's like for freaking Santa Claus showing up every time I show up anywhere. Right. Um. So, long story short, we, we figured out how to make that work. And and spent two years as a Callaway college rep and also kind of a developmental tour, Canadian tour rep as well.
1: I remember you brought the Callaway van to the Bobby Chapman.
3: Well, I did not. My sposa did. But yes, Callaway
1: brought the van to the Bobby Chapman. Yeah. You had something to do with it. I was there. Okay. Yeah. 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 But I thought that was cool. I was like, good, good deal, Alex. Way to go. Well, yeah.
2: I I got to be honest. That's why, you know, along with this story and, and his career with the SCGA as a player and what have you, the next step in your career. Was actually come to work with us, absolutely, and our foundation. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, what a cool job with Callaway! And I was like, man, I'm really fortunate. This guy wants to come be a part of this I with know. us. So we were able to bring you in as our senior director for the Junior Golf Foundation mm-hmm. in November of 2022, last year. Mm-hmm. So you're about eight months into this thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to be honest, I'm going to speak on your behalf for a minute. But you know, Alex called me when he heard about the opening. We talked a little bit about it, and man, I could hear the passion in your voice about the game, the game itself, and and what we were doing, obviously, but you know, our passion for the game itself, but t- tell me a little bit about the mindset that, that kind of brought you into what, what, where you are now.
3: Well, it's twofold. Um, I wouldn't be who I am today, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for the game of golf, so... Anytime you have the opportunity to give back, whether it was through Callaway, through coaching, um, you know, trying to help kids as a professional, I've always enjoyed trying to give back. Just because I am who I am because of golf. Um, yeah. Almost all of my core memories are are related to golf. Yeah. Um, so to have that opportunity to to pair the two things together with an organization that again not to say the same thing over again but I wouldn't be where I am today without the South Carolina Junior Golf Association right um, Paul Rollyard, your dad yep. um you Yep. um I, I we were my parents never expressed that I was doing too much but I don't know if we would have been able to do what we were able to do if it wasn't for you guys so that uh, to have the opportunity to be a part of an organization that that tries to promote the game of golf and and competitive golf the way the way that we do and the way that y'all did um just kind of full circle moment yeah. right it's, now, it's it's now my time and my opportunity to hopefully have somebody else sitting in this chair in 10 15 years saying the same thing that I said right right um, so so, uh, so to put those things together is is a pretty pretty cool opportunity well let me
2: ask you, cause you like I said you got your feet a little wet right now you mm-hmm. start I, the big part of this position especially this position you're in is coming in and experiencing all the different events the junior events the foundation events all these things you you got the big one under your belt the big golf ball we did in April yeah that was a huge island you, you know you've been part of that before yeah. and um that that's that's to come in there and all of a sudden say hey run this uh we, we did pretty good with it i think we're
3: doing okay um yeah i think we're doing okay, <laughs> um, you know, I, we're doing okay. I, I mean obviously it's a big learning curve for me right uh didn't come from a fundraising background didn't come from an event management background so very appreciative of of you guys on the board for taking a chance on me in a in a field that isn't isn't my strong suit, so to speak, or or something. I'm I'm learning my way into. Right. Um, but I I think I think this state, this community, and golf in general loves to to help each other out. So so I think we're figuring out a pretty good formula to hopefully continue to make some impacts for some kids moving forward. Yeah. I'm
1: gonna speak for Biff on this because I remember whenever. They you weren't hired yet, but it was talked about. And maybe you know uh, Jeff Cannell and I, but somebody spoke about it. But I was like, man, they aren't going to be lucky enough to get Alex. That ain't going to happen. And they they were lucky enough to get you. So well, I don't know about that, but no, seriously, there's a whole there's a group of people your age that uh, are I think is perfect fit because now you're you're earning money. People that age earn money and bring them back into the folds. You know where right. sometimes they do lose that connection to the junior golf. They've just moved on, but I think now. You have a great opportunity to bridge that gap for for the OG Southcon Junior Golf Association <laughs> right. people, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are about
3: to hit forty? So, uh, no, I understand. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, I mean, and I am forty. Right. So there you go. There you go.
2: <laughs> um, Good. No, what? So, so now that you've kind of gotten your feet, wet, like I said, and, and and kind of know what's going on, and what are some of the things that that our our listeners could do to help, or, or your aspirations for the foundation to kind of grow. Uh, what what we're doing right now?
3: Well, the simplest thing is just get a license plate. License plate. License plate. <laughs> <laughs> GF GF it, license tag. Yeah. Any South Carolina DMV. Yep. And, yeah. I'm right. Online. There you go. Call me. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. do it for you. If that's you right. got a credit card, I'll take it and I'll process it for you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and what so what it was license tag then go to any D M V GF license tag? Was it seventy dollars every other year for the actual fee is yeah. what it is. Right. Yep. Um and it's the gift that keeps on giving cause it, it it just we get a piece of that back from the DMV when it's all said and done. And that has been we're up into the mid four thousands as far as numbers right now I now. I think it's, mine
3: is like forty six forty five or something really? like that. Yeah. I am not GF1. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I unfortunately I, I, I have
2: one. The number 1. It was I, nice.
1: I don't know if I'm going to share a story here that you may have to help correct me. Okay. I don't know if Alex knows. Do you ever hear about the the GF tag what did the Hap have on his car? 67 Is
2: 63 I think it was.
1: Do you ever hear about that and what uh-huh. that significance? Uh-huh.
2: It, it was it's something about I I don't know all the details. You got to kind of talk like it happened you know it's what it was i said dad why is that why do you have gs 63 he goes well, well that's the lowest lowest i ever shot i said really yeah he goes yeah yeah he goes i was uh you know i, I was i was eight under par wherever it was i said was it par 72 he goes yeah yeah so that was 64 in pops so you, you <laughs> got the wrong got the wrong number <laughs> So anyhow, yeah. GF, GF tag story for you. Support uh, us with the GF tag. Absolutely. Right. But other than yeah. that, you know, we got a lot of great programs out there and then out, you, you know, a lot of things that you're looking forward to and trying to get people involved with what we're doing. So,
3: yeah, yeah. I mean, so we really more or less, if you look at our entire calendar, have something that's, that's pretty reasonably attainable for most people as far as location wise. Um, you know, you can support the Beth Daniel down in Charleston. You right. can support the Blade up in the upstate you can support the golf ball you can support the state junior that moves around the state there's lots of different avenues lots of different ways to get involved and also there's our scholarship program and we've given out we've given out over a million dollars now in educational scholarship money I think that's absolutely incredible that that, that's a great number yep Uh, for a state like ours for a foundation like ours that's a that's a really good impact on on people that we're making with the scholarships
2: and on an annual basis you know we have a grant program that we give out and so on top of the scholarships we we gave out almost sixty thousand dollars in grants just this year to different programs around South Carolina right um that that this is what these monies are going for they're Mm -hmm. they're they're going to support the game of golf and then be it a it's something the Carolinas PGA is working on, the CGA, the WSCGA, uh, first tees. Uh, we are behind the game itself, and that's what our that's what our mandate is to try to grow it.
1: I'm yes. just trying to think of it from Alex's point of view. That noth- inflation, nothing's getting cheaper. You got to keep raising more and more money. Ooh, I mean, it's man.
3: <laughs> it was funny. So so it's funny you say that. So I, I'm sitting down with one of our interns, Greg, yesterday yeah. in the office, and he's talking about. Inflation, more Damn. or less, and kind of where we have been with some sponsorship levels, et cetera, et cetera, in the past, and I'm right. like, "You're right." <laughs> right. That that hit home. Well, I'm not going to bring up any events, but that hit home with some events already this year. Yeah, uh, I bet. You know, we haven't changed sponsorship levels in, a, in in a few years, and just as everyone in the world knows, mm-hmm. the cost of, of just doing business is, is up. going up. Yeah. And so we have to pay attention to that and, and adjust kind of where we are to make sure that we don't get caught with our, yeah, you know, I like well, that. You <laughs> know,
2: uh, a big part of what we do is we 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 combine forces with some of these events like the blade, like the Grant mm-hmm. Bennett, and the foundation gets some some you know some something back from that from our, right. our part of the Junior Golf Association running it. Right. Um, my point of that is is these golf tournaments are not. Lessening what they give on the first tee, there's more and more swag, and it's mm-hmm. getting more expensive to run these golf tournaments to keep them up to snuff with the regional, state, and and even national levels that we're trying to do. Because we we the, the events we are part of, we are excited to say, even with our partners at some of these events, um, we put on a pretty darn good show. Absolutely, and we want to continue that.
3: I, I yeah, not to beat a dead horse. <laughs> yeah, but. The South Carolina Junior Golf Association, in my opinion, is the best junior golf association in the in in the country and and if I can help support that through the foundation work, happy see, to do it.
1: I can see the, the two sides of the coin. One is you're gonna work your butt off and you're gonna raise this money just to turn around and give it away and make somebody else feel good, which that is great, but you know once you give it away you gotta do it again. <laughs> I it's gotta do a, it again. That's it's right. A it's a ending. never ending circle. Right.
3: But you know, I mean, there's so many partners for us. Right. Tiger Golf Gathering. I, I, I know I'm going to leave somebody out, but there's all these memorial tournaments. The Bosco yeah. does an incredible job. Langford, uh, Big Will's Day Off. Right. I, I mean, I mean, there are so many people that truly want to help. It's it.
1: It's fun. And I'm going to say this: Alex makes it easy. If you're listening to this and want to do something, contact him because it it won't get any easier to donate. Yeah.
3: Yep. absolutely. Before we
2: finish up, because I want to give proper credits here, uh, tell me about your family, your wife, your kids. Give me a quick scoop on what you got family wise.
3: Yeah, so we're I'm very, very blessed. We have three kids: seven, four, and two. Hope our oldest daughter, Sadie, our middle daughter, and Jamie, James Alexander Hamilton the <laughs> fourth, our, our two year old little boy. Um, Kristen is my wife. She is from Florida. She's, I mean, we've been through a few different careers. In a few different locations, <laughs> yeah, and that woman has been incredibly supportive, here. and she yeah. she is she's my rock. She's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, they, it's, it's, been it's good. good. It's, yeah. it's
2: fun. I got to meet the family a couple times, and uh, to have you know Alex come in and and you know have a young family as such, and, and, and making it work for for what we're doing and what he's trying to do. It's just uh we're excited, Yeah. Uh, excited to have you a part of this off the hosel program with us. Um if anybody My out your first there, podcast. Your first podcast. Mm-hmm. Be <laughs> <realized>. <laughs> um yeah. So if uh, but if anybody wants to come out and be a part of it, Alex being a man, you need to talk, talk.
1: to. He'd be happy to take care of you. I promise. Absolutely. He's going to make it so easy for you to give him money. <laughs> I, he's, he's just so. Your dad was smooth. Your dad has some swagger. You got it too. So yeah. it's not hard. I, I'll
2: tell you what too. He's also the only employee with his picture on our wall in a couple of different places. Like that's I told true. you, you know, on the on the four car picture, and then of course he's obviously the, probably the not probably no doubt about it. He is the best golfer we have in the office now. Our, our handicap went way down when he joined the staff. True. So, true. You still
1: um, might not beat that Gallagher group,
3: that uh, insurance group that Cal Thompson that one's hard to That's
2: beat. That's pretty tough. <laughs> that one's hard to we beat. We will not be having any office no, competitions with no, the Gallagher no, group. No, 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 no. That one's hard to beat. <laughs> well, Alex, I, I thank yeah. you for your time. I, I'm excited to have you part of our team. Um, I'm looking forward to what we're able to do together and in the future and growing this game and, and appreciate you being a part of this with us.
3: Wow, thank y'all for having me.